This is an All Ears English Podcast, Episode 279, Part 2. Learn how to meet someone new in English in a confident and easy way. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, downloaded more than 7 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. In this episode, we'll break down our unrehearsed first time meeting in English from part one, and we'll talk about what worked and what didn't and what that means for you and your English conversations. Today, we have a guest on our show. Our guest is based in Berlin, Germany, but has lived all over the world. He's an English teacher who believes in the importance of developing authentic confidence as a way to connect with the world through English. He's the founder and creator of the Be in English approach and has helped many students succeed with his system. Our guest today is Mo Riddiford. Now let's get started. Hey, Mo, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again on the All Ears English podcast. Welcome. How are you? Good, good. I'm well. Good. Yep. Great, great. So we just had an interesting conversation getting to know each other yeah. in the previous episode. And I just want to take a second to explain to our listeners what we did there. We did something a little bit different. Normally, when we have guests on the show, we're very specific and we go into certain methods. But this time with Mo, we decided to kind of get to know each other spontaneously. Right. So we really hadn't spent much time chatting before the episode, guys. And we just jumped into this you know, casual and improvisational way of getting to know each other. So we didn't know what was going to come up in the conversation. And we wanted to do that for you guys to show you how spontaneous conversation really is and really should be. Right, Mo? Well, I think I think this issue is huge. Um, If you think about it in your first language, how many conversations are really scripted? Scripted means, yeah, if you go into a shop and you want to to buy some bread or or rice or whatever, um, it's a pretty clear thing. You show the the food and you say how much and you pass the money back and forth. But if you want to get to know somebody or you maybe meet somebody by accident on a bus or a train, it's unbelievable planned and this is really the exciting stuff i just thinking about it gets me excited i love it that's why i've traveled to so many countries because i don't know when i go to another country Exactly. And that's where the power comes from, right, Mo? When we have that power, we have that kind of dexterity that we're able to use our conversation topics in different Mm. ways and kind of move and move with the conversation. We're very flexible and we feel in control. Mm. And I I think we're coming to a point and we will talk about it more, Lindsay. I call it um, bulletproof authentic confidence. Nice. Just nice. bulletproof, authentic confidence, and it's um, and it's ju- one of just uh, three and a half principles. Um, mm-hmm. My approach, and I'll talk about that. It, it, we'll talk about it yeah. another time. But the feeling, I am at home. Oh, I, I like am that. At home, I am at home in in my first language, in Chinese or German or Italian. I mm-hmm. am home in my first language. Of course, I can speak it. 
beyond a certain level in English, we can recognize the same feeling of being at home. And mm. we can then negotiate how to talk with each other. Absolutely. Even when we don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of this is really kind of, as they say, an inside job, right? This is work we have to do on ourselves from the yes. inside sometimes. Yes. Um, and that's where it gets to be a little trickier for people. Often, you know, we do just want to learn those scripts. And that's what we've been taught, right? Our listeners have been in school for years learning English, and they have been fed scripts and dialogues, and they've had to memorize them. And now we're realizing that that simply doesn't work. And now we need to turn our attention to something new. I, and, yeah. and I loved it, Lindsay, in the in the call, and I I let myself show it as well. The moment when I completely lost what I wanted to say. Ah, oh, great! Yes. And, uh, yeah. and if people have listened to the the previous recording, there was a moment I, I stopped, and my my mind went blank, and mm-hmm. I relaxed. Right. Exactly in that yeah. moment, and I felt, hey, I'm at home. I'm at home in this conversation with this new person. I I can speak English for a long time, but it's the same for my second language, German. And yeah. watch and practice. This is practice and turning into seeing in myself, hey, can I somehow manage in English and with somebody who's, who's comfortable or generous with me and then practice things so that we get that feeling inside ourselves for any time. Yeah, I like that, Mo, because a lot of people, what they do is in that blank moment, they panic and then they go into a downward spiral. Yeah. And we we hear that from our listeners all the time. And it's yes. a real genuine concern. But you're showing us that there's another way to do it. And Mo, I think that that concept really ties into one of the three I- items that we wanted to talk about today when we're going to recap our conversation from the last episode. And guys, if you haven't listened to the episode that came out just before this, our spontaneous conversation, please go back and listen to that episode and then come back to this episode and we're going to recap it. So that point about being okay in the, in the blank mind state uh, ties in with improvisation, I think. Spontaneity, doesn't it? Ab- absolutely. And, and uh, I tried to keep my attention out with you and um, there was a certain moment in the conversation I said, hey, 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 Lindsay's asking too many questions. I'm, I'm not, she, yes, I can talk more, but I was aware that it, a real conversation should be 50-50, especially right. I'm a man, guys, 50-50 with the other person, especially mm. with a woman. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that comment about men. Do you think that men tend to talk more than women do in conversations in your experience? I think they have different dynamics. Mm. And different dynamics. And perhaps this comes to the question of boundaries and uh, mm-hmm. of respecting boundaries. And uh, we, we before the call, we did make sure to say, hey, hey, I respect your work. You respect my work. And right. we made that clear. Um, sure. Me, sure. Because the- yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's always some anxiety that can come up when we're about to engage in a conversation that we don't know what's going to come up, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that our listeners face that every day. Um, but it's important to establish that respect beforehand, right, Mo? Yes. A little bit if we can. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, and, uh, and that means uh, that I wanted to find out where did you come from? I wanted to get some idea. Who are you? And yes, I have some experience. Uh, years of experience with American culture. I've lived there six years. But mm-hmm. uh, 
Still, even if we only have ideas from books about this other culture, it will give us some idea, hey, maybe this woman from the east coast of America is different from a woman from Saudi Arabia. I came back recently from Saudi Arabia. They're mm-hmm. different. And so just trying to, to have some idea and also saying, hey, I've never met somebody from uh, New Hampshire. You come from New Hampshire. <laughs> Maybe tell me about that. I don't know. Yeah, and then, yeah. then, then the other person can help me to say, we like to be talked about uh, with this way and not that way. Maybe this is a moment to talk about age, Lindsay. Age, yeah. (laughs) And before we get into the age part, I just wanted to mention one thing. The way that you're kind of recapping this is great because Uh it really goes back to your kind of intense interest in the other person, right? And we had talked about that before. How can we get out of our heads, get out of that anxiety again and focus on the other person? What do we want to know? Let true curiosity come up to the surface because it's there in all of us, but sometimes it's getting hidden by other things. I think I have to follow on from that, Lindsay, is, is it won't be enough for us to say to myself, right, I've got to be interested in the other person. Mm. It won't be enough mm. if I have learned to feel ashamed about mm. my second language. It won't mm. be enough. Under pressure, I will remember, oh, my English isn't good enough. So... Mm. Working Mm. with somebody who's skilled, who has a lot of experience, who can identify the moments when we feel, ah, I feel ashamed, I feel small, I don't feel good enough. Mm. When we, in a very respectful way, we see that and we see it's human to feel this, then we can be much freer to be interested in the other person. But only just saying to myself, right. I've got to be interested in the other person. It won't Mm -hmm. work well enough. Mm. So, well, we'll go into a little bit more of your methods in the next episode. And I'm curious to learn a little bit more about how you, what that actually means logistically Mm. in your work, how you dig into that. And I'm curious if you have a background in psychology (laughs) (laughs) or something along those lines. Right. Well, it's interesting, Lindsay, because I just simply, uh, you know, the standard kind of teaching I can do I can talk for weeks and weeks about the conditional forms or different tenses, right. present, simple, present, con, con, uh, continuous. I can do this, um, but I found out that much more important is what is our relationship to our English. It is ours. It's your language, listeners, for the world. And what do I love it? Do I love it like it is? And if I do, then I will want to make contact. I will enjoy my time with English. I will learn faster. But I will also have my own personal identity as an English speaker. And this will give me a tremendous confidence. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, let's touch on that point about age yeah. real quick. And, yeah. and then and then I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about that, about that teaching method. But you asked me a question during our conversation yeah. about my age. Yeah. And so my reaction to that was I was surprised, yeah. right? I was a, I wasn't offended, although many people would be. Many American women, yeah. um, more more so women than men, but American women would be offended if they had that question point blank. How old are you? Yes, and and Lindsay, I I I uh, because of my um, 
decades now experience, I, um, I, at the right time, when there is enough trust and respect, I, I feel it's important to know where does my learner come from? If mm-hmm. are they 20 or 30 or 40 or 50? This tells me a lot about their experience of life. And, mm. um, and of course, it is absolutely a taboo in many cultures. And um, for, especially for men, I, I say be very careful. It is a taboo. And I, I am more passionate about helping my learner than respecting the taboo. So this was what was happening in my mind. And then if you listen carefully, you see how I, in the recording, how I tried to manage <laughs> my mistake. No, that's okay. Actually, my you just gave me a mistake. Uh, you've just given us a great episode idea about how we can find out someone's age by not directly asking it, by asking, you know, when did you finish college <laughs> <Right>. or <laughs> what mo- what's your favorite movie, for example, right? right? There are certain ways. <laughs> right. But anyway, so that's okay. Is there anything else that you think is important to highlight from our conversation there that we just had in the previous episode? Oh, Lindsay, it was so much fun when I t- tuned in to not knowing. Yeah, and I like this, that. And then we this this little this beautiful dance between us, like any conversation. What do I not know instead of what I know? And this is this is practice. This you know this we we need to practice and practice. But we we to not know isn't that that is That's potentially huge. so much fun. Oh, it's so much fun. I, I study Buddhism, and we oh, talk a lot about really? beginner's mind, right? Beginner's yeah. mind. Is a very common concept that you try to don't know mind, don't know mind, and to approach the world that way is just is very refreshing. But it is kind of an inside job, an inner shift that we have to go through in every moment. It's not like we can flip the switch and all of a sudden we're always in beginner's mind. No, it's every moment we make the choice to be in beginner's mind. Yeah. 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 So, well, this has been great, Mo. And um, in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about your methods. We're going to hone in on how you actually do this, how you help students to, you know, notice those moments when they're uncomfortable, they're not feeling good, and how to turn that around, how to work from within ourselves on that. Okay. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Great. Thanks, Mo. This has been great. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. If you believe in connection, not perfection, and you want to put your ears into English more often, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes on your computer or on your smartphone. And hey, if you liked today's show, please let us know with a review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time.